June 17, 2018, Father's Day. My name is Winston Wolf. Not really, but that's the name I'm going to go by <laughs> for the duration. I'd like to kind of keep this a little bit private as far as my real name, my family's name, my location, things like that, because this podcast, which I wasn't even sure if I was going to do in the first place, but this podcast is going to be about my personal journey in the search for my birth parents. I'm not even really sure how to start this, to be honest with you. I literally just sat down with my recorder and my microphone, sitting on my couch in my living room wearing my headphones here. I woke up today, and um, I'm not even really sure what got me on this thought process, but I was thinking to myself, you know something? I miss doing a podcast. <laughs> I miss sitting down with a microphone and talking and just, but the problem I've been running into is having anything interesting to say. The last time I did a podcast was with some close friends and the whole podcast revolved around an online platform, a social media platform called steam it. I'm not going to get too into detail about that. If you want to know about that, you can look up steam it talk podcast and on on uh, mixcloud.com and you'll be able to find it there. If you if you really want to know how that podcast went and what it was about, feel free to look it up. I'm not really going to reference that except very loosely from episode to episode. I don't really see a need for it unless I'm actually referring to past podcast experience. So probably not going to go too far with that. But I was asking myself this morning if I were to start another podcast, what would it be about? And I didn't have an answer. You know, I could talk about photography. I could talk about podcasting, which would be boring, listening to a podcast about podcasting. They exist, though, and they've been helpful, but that's not the kind of show I'm going to do. However, I did actually make a post on Steemit, which, by the way, my username on there is also Winston Wolf, which is where I'm kind of pulling that handle from. That's going to be sort of my cover. Those of you who know who I am know that's sort of what I go by when I'm not going by my real name. So Winston Wolf it is. And if somebody really wanted to dig hard enough, they could find out who I was. I, I don't really make it that big of a secret, but in this case, that's what I'm going to go by. That's what I'm going to use because I don't really have an interest in publicizing this too much. Aside from it being a podcast that people listen to, I don't want my personal life uh, to be too revealed on here. I say that after saying that, you know, I'm going to be looking for my birth parents. That's a pretty personal thing. That's a, a pretty individual journey that somebody would go through. And I don't know how many podcasts there are out there which go over this topic or, you know, that maybe other people have done. So I would mostly just kind of consider this to be my pilot episode, my initial recording that just sort of lays it out and says, here's what I'm doing. If you feel like you're interested in following me in further episodes after this, then here you go. Here's what it's about. 
I will be 39 years old next month. And I was adopted as an infant. I was literally about a week old. So the parents that raised me have had me since then. They were fantastic. They are mom and dad. They always will be. My dad passed away four years ago, about four and a half years ago. And mom passed away last September. So it was about nine months ago. It was really hard. As it would be with anybody who loses their parents. They were my parents. That's just how it is. They were mom and dad. I've got a lifetime of memories being brought up by them. And my sister and my brother as well. Who all of us were adopted. Me and my sister from birth and my brother when he was a teenager. And my sister has expressed interest in going down that path herself. The state we live in, we, we live in Missouri, on January 1st, the governor enacted the Missouri Adoptee Rights Act, M-A-R-A, and that was actually enacted in, I believe, July of 2016, but it didn't actually go into effect until January 1st of this year, 2018. So about a year and a half. I didn't learn about it until November. It was a couple of months after mom passed away. And I immediately told my sister about it. And basically what it is, for those who were adopted at any point, I guess, probably at birth, they now have the ability to submit a notarized form to request an uncertified copy of the original birth certificate. This is the birth certificate that gets created prior to adoption. So no adoptive parents are on it. It's only the original parents. And anybody who requests that information, you know, they pay the fee, which I think is like $13. They get the form notarized and then they submit it and they should be able to get a copy of that uncertified original copy. Unless the original birth parents submit their version of a form which says, I would like to remain anonymous. Please protect my privacy. I told my sister about this, as I said, and she expressed some interest. So, And, you know, she actually mentioned to me prior to that, actually probably closer to around the time our dad passed away four years ago in, 20, in February of 2014, that she was interested maybe in, in, in doing her own sort of journey. And uh, she hadn't done it yet. In fact, I don't think she's even submitted her own form yet. But that is, that's going to be her journey. I'm, I'm not going to talk about that because I really don't know that much about it. And I don't even know if she's, got, if she's even gotten started in that process. So I'm going to talk about my journey. It's the only one I'm going to know. Like, truly know. When I learned about this Missouri Adoptees Rights Act back in November, I downloaded the form in PDF format and filled it out. And for some reason, it has simply sat unprinted as a PDF file on the desktop of my computer. So if I kind of come full circle here, like I said before, 
I, I was looking to do a podcast today. Didn't know what I wanted it to be about. And I posted on Facebook that I miss doing a podcast and that I'm just not sure what to do it about. I've got gear enough for a solo project. Um, it, it, it's really simple. All it takes is a, a you know, a microphone, <laughs> which I have, obviously, uh, an audio recorder, and maybe some headphones. Headphones are even negotiable. I prefer them, so I've got those three things. Very simple, very portable, too. The recorder just runs on batteries. Not going to get down too far into talking about the technicalities, but basically it's doable. I don't have to really worry about having guests on, although I can see ways for me to have guests in relation to this topic. I don't really have to worry about, you know, a whole lot of gear. You When, when you start adding microphones, suddenly the gear list changes and the, the method used to record your podcast has to change. And this was very evident to me back whenever we were doing the Steam It Talk podcast. You know, we had four hosts and up to six microphones <laughs> that required a mixer, that required uh, a computer, because we also had a live audience that we would broadcast live to our audience as we were recording. A lot of things have to be considered. A lot more things, I should say, have to be considered when you're doing a podcast with someone versus if, you know, you're going to do one solo. Most of this one, I, I'm totally guesstimating here because I really don't have any idea what's going to happen in this. But most of this, I would imagine 80, 90 percent of it or more could probably be done as simply as I'm doing this episode right now on just one microphone, one set of headphones. And uh, just I've got a Tascam recorder. It's just a very simple recorder that I'm using. And it works very well for my use. I mean, if I wanted to, I could take this with me in the car and, and drive around and talk. I've got a lapel mic that I could just hook up to it and just drive and talk. So to get more into detail about my situation, like I said, I was adopted after about a week from being born. And then I've simply been raised with the life I have. Uh, I've, I've had the same parents the whole time. I, I had it really good. I'm grateful for the life I've been given. My parents, my adoptive parents, the, the only ones I know and have known my whole life and loved my whole life, I, I couldn't have been given to a better family. You know, my, my dad was, you know, the typical dad. <laughs> Everybody loved him. Very, very much into sports. And I think he probably wished that I would have been as into sports as he was, but I, I just wasn't. He was my coach in about five years of Little League. <laughs> um, all of the dads were the assistant coaches. You know, my dad was the coach. He owned and operated his own sporting goods store. He managed several other ones after uh, moving away from that endeavor. And they brought me up in uh, a good family town. I wouldn't call it the town with the best opportunities necessarily, but they, they brought me up in a a town that's a great town to bring up a family in. Had all the trials and tribulations of any other normal family. And they never kept it a secret. You know, you, you hear of people who find out when they were 18 years old that they were adopted as a baby, you know, and then never knew it. That would be traumatizing. I've just always known. I've always known. I, I don't remember a time not knowing. 
Now, I remember a time not knowing all the information, but I've never not known that my mom and dad were not really my mom and dad. I've always known that by looking around at everyone, I'm the only one I know of who has my genetic makeup. I don't know anybody else. Just, you know, I, I don't know how I'm connected genetically to anyone else. And then, of course, that all changed about four and a half years ago when we had my son. That's my little boy. That's the only person in the world who I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that I am genetically connected to. And I've always kind of wanted to change that. I've always wanted to know. You know, who, who wouldn't want to know, in my opinion? As somebody who is in that position, I can't imagine not wanting to know. Frankly, since November, knowing that all I have to do is submit a form and pay $13 and get a stamp on this form to notarize it, I'm not really sure why I've been stalling other than the fact that I lost my mom in September. So I feel like I've needed some buffer time. And um, as I was saying earlier, whenever I posted on Facebook that I was looking for a topic, a friend of mine from St. Louis named Tim sent me a private message and goes, you know what I think? I would really like to see you make a podcast out of your journey in finding your birth parents. And at first I was like, man, you know, I don't know. I don't know. That just seems like something, first of all, that, you know, it's funny. I, I just got done saying that I have always wanted to know, but then when it comes time for me to be able to pull the lever and make it happen, I've hesitated. So it's like, first of all, I don't know if I really want to go on that journey knowing full and well, yes, I do. And second of all, I don't know if I want to make it public. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know what? I think I have to. This is a journey that I'm going to take at some point in my life or I will regret it. And if making a podcast out of it is what is motivating me to do it, then so be it, you know? And like I said, kind of backtracking a little bit here where I was talking about how, um, you know, I, I didn't go through foster parents. I didn't go through foster homes and things like that. I'm very lucky. You know, I got parents who adopted me without ever having an intention of looking at the back of the receipt to see what the return policy is, for lack of a better way to put it. They knew from day one that I was theirs and I was always going to be theirs. They actually, my mom told me not long before she passed away. And I mean, not long before we got the news that that was even inevitable. I mean, yes, <laughs> we'll all eventually go, but it was before we got the medical news to say, okay, guys, here it is. But we talked about it and, um, Actually, me and my fiance were talking about it in front of her and trying to see if maybe we can get some more information from her about it. And they had to wait for five years from the day they made the decision that that's what they wanted to do. That's dedication right there. And they did it twice. Ten years before they got me, they decided we want a kid. So we're going to adopt. Five years later, they got my sister. And then almost immediately thought we need another one. 
and had to wait another five years. My sister is five years older than me because that's how long the process took. I don't know much about her situation. I said this near the beginning, but I don't really know much about her birth parents whatsoever. I don't think she even does. So the fact that this MARA kicked in here in our state is going to help her close some of those gaps in knowledge. Me, on the other hand, I have bits and pieces, small bits and pieces, but, you know, bits and pieces nonetheless. My birth mother wrote me a letter, and my mom and dad got that letter when they got me, and I'll, I'll go over that. I'll, I'll pull the letter out, and I'll read it, and what's really interesting is after, oh man, I must have been 18 years old, and... <laughs> I don't even remember what it was I was going through his desk for, but I was going through my dad's desk one day. I must have been 18, 19 years old, like I said. And I I must have been looking either for my birth certificate so I could, you know, use it as a form of identification so I could get a job or something. I'm not even sure I remember why I was there. I might have been looking for a pin. <laughs> and I was going through his filing drawer. He had a file for everybody in the family in that filing cabinet drawer of his in the desk. And I found my folder and was kind of going through it. And he had all the typical stuff in there that you would keep of your kids' stuff, you know, like some of my grade cards <laughs> and um, some old tax documents I think he helped me with and, you know, some, some memorabilia, some keepsakes. And I found one particular sheet of paper which gave me a list of nationalities on my birth mother's side and a very short visual description of my birth father. That blew my mind. I didn't even know that piece of paper existed. I found a sliver of information regarding my birth identity. I don't call it my real identity. I don't nobody has a real identity. You know, they they have an identity that they cling to. And I have two of them. One of them I know all about and the other one I know virtually nothing about. And that's kind of what I'm setting out. I'm hoping that I will be able to do is to fill in a lot of the gaps. Now that I've got my own little boy, I feel like I just, I need to know for my sake and for his sake, for medical reasons, <laughs> you know, I want to know about my family tree, my real one, my genetic one. I know a lot about my adopted one and I'm proud of that one, but I have two family trees. One that I have assumed, and one that I am genetically, naturally linked to. And I, I'm missing one. I need to know what it is. There's, there's all kinds of questions that I've wondered about my whole life, and I'm prepared to deal with whatever the outcome is. And the people that I've talked to about as far as learning who my birth parents are and learning about my genetic origin is... You know, I've had some people and, you know, none of these none of these uh, friends of mine who have said this to me are adopted. So it's like they don't really know how to react. They think it's a huge thing. And it kind of is, you know, but from my unique perspective, amidst all my friends, I downplay it. It's like, no, it's not it's not that big a deal. You know, it's it's a thing. And I need to know more about that thing. But they're all like, whoa, you know, be careful with that, man. You know, make sure your emotions can take it. And I'm not gonna lie. This is going to be an emotional roller coaster on multiple levels. But I have questions. 
You know, are are they good people? You know, should I be prepared to find a stack of mug shots or something? You know, or eh, do they even want to be found? Are they even still alive? I don't have any idea. No clue. Have I met them and not known it? Do I have any siblings? What about aunts and uncles or grandparents? I don't know. Wouldn't you want to know? You know, considering all of these questions, after fully thinking about all of these questions, I've come to the conclusion that, honestly, none of those questions truly matter. I want to know, but they're ultimately moot. The only thing that would be truly disappointing to me is if after, you know, uh, or even, you know, after submitting the form, after finally making the decision to do this, being denied that birth certificate. And that can happen because along with the adoptees being able to submit their form to request their birth certificate, on the flip side of that coin, the birth parents also have the ability to submit their own form to request that their information be kept private. So, I don't know. I just need to know. The I didn't really set out to do a podcast about this journey when I woke up today. I just thought, you know what? I miss the microphone. I miss having a, a show like this that I can put together that actually has interesting content. And um, thanks to Tim and some support from my fiance, I think I have that topic now. And it's a little bit more serious, a little bit more somber <laughs> than maybe what I thought I would want to do. But the more I think about doing this, the more I think I want to do it like this. I may decide to leave things out depending on what I find. I don't know. I, I don't have a clue yet. I guess that's kind of the whole thing. Um, as a pilot episode, I don't really know what all to include besides just saying, here's kind of an outline, an overview of what I want to do. And I'm trying to keep from divulging too much information. But I imagine I'll probably talk a lot about my adoptive parents and, you know, a lot of the experiences that we had. I imagine I will talk about mostly what I find as I'm on my search as far as you know I'll, I'll go over what it takes to fill out the form I'll go over you know what it take what it took to get it notarized and you know people get things notarized all the time that's not necessarily a big secret or a big thing you have to um, you know worry about because you know, you can get things notarized all the time you can get a, a public you can find a public notary at the UPS store or at a bank they're they're all around. It's just a matter of going in there, having it done, and then sending it off. You know, I'll talk about what I get back. I imagine there will probably be some decent time gaps between episodes, depending on if I have to wait for something. <laughs> and you know, really, I'm not sure if I should think of it as ironic or poetic that all of this sort of culminated into a plan today. Because like I said, it's Father's Day. In fact, I actually have a trip I need to make today. I need to go see Dad. The fiancé and the boy are 
gone right now for Father's Day today. They uh, they wanted to let me kind of have some alone time in the house, which I I'd, I'd really wanted. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm utilizing this time right now to put this together. I have a feeling I'll probably be spending a little bit of time in the car. <laughs> Mainly just because I have an office and I can close the doors and I can do my little podcast, but I can be heard. And that, I don't know about you, but that creates a sort of teacher watching over the shoulder sort of feeling to me, even if they're across the house. We don't have a very big house and I can be heard pretty decently because my voice carries. So just as a little recording tip for anybody looking to maybe do a podcast or something like that, if you have a garage and you park your car in the garage, get in your car, close the windows, close it up, and your garage is already probably pretty quiet. And then inside your car, you've got all that upholstery, which acts as sort of sound absorption, and it makes for a wonderful sound booth. So that's something I've thought about doing, spend some time in the car. It's really hot right now, though. I mean, we're in the middle of June. It's starting to get up in the 90s and 100s. But there's a good possibility that's what I'll probably be doing. So <laughs> if I get away with good enough sound to create a podcast after doing all of that, then that's all I could ask for. In fact, I don't just listening to this right now through the headphones as I'm talking live. It doesn't sound too bad, in my opinion. But I digress. You know, and honestly, I don't even know what to name this podcast yet. I don't even know if it'll have more than a handful of episodes. It might. I don't know. I guess it just depends on if I have something to say. So all I can really ask is hang around, stay tuned, be with me when I find these things out. I don't know what I'm going to find out any more than you do. So consider that episode. We'll call it zero zero the pilot and uh, we'll see what happens from here. So thanks for sticking with me so far. Hopefully I'll have you on the next episodes. And you know, I could use the company. <laughs> this is a really good way for somebody who doesn't want to go through this alone to have people sort of join them on that journey. I've got my fiance and my little boy who will be with me. But if I can help anybody else in a similar situation by recording my process recording my journey, recording my research, and, you know, just really kind of breaking down what it is I'm doing as I'm going through it. Maybe this can give the motivation or the courage to someone in a similar situation to find their own and to find their own origins, to find their own birth parents. I can't guarantee what those people will go through. I can't even guarantee what I'm going to go through. So this is one of those things where I'm prepared for the wildest emotional roller coaster I may have ever been through outside of losing my parents. I'm ready for it, I think. The more I put it off, the more I could be missing out on, the, the more likely it could be that what it is I'm searching out could be lost. And, you know, frankly, for the sake of my son, not just me, but for the sake of my son, it might be worth finding all those things out. If for no other reason than just to know. So once again, thank you to all the listeners who have made it through the end of this first episode, this pilot episode. And uh, hopefully I'll have you again on the next one. Stay tuned, okay? Okay.